Welcome to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast, a weekly conversation about mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information or to find a therapist in your area, visit our website at therapyforblackgirls.com. While I hope you love listening to and learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for joining me for a special bonus episode of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. We'll get right into our conversation after a word from our sponsors. Nowadays, a lot of these big companies pretend to care about our communities and issues with nothing more than lip service. State Farm is the opposite. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help educate in financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something they care deeply about. They want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't mean authenticity, that it takes a good neighbor to sponsor programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, and to fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth that to date participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I've seen quite a few videos on social media recently of young women soliciting help in finding the perfect dress for graduation. Might I suggest you add Macy's to your list? They have lots of options for dresses that will transition perfectly from under your gown to that incredible dinner with family after the ceremony. Check out options from brands like On 34th, Michael Kors, DKNY, and many more. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store. Hey ladies, it's Dr. Joy. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. Buying your first car can make you feel like a superstar as it's a big purchase, but it can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You may have heard that most people who are Black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? 
Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. For the young people in our lives, test taking can invoke feelings of stress and anxiety. As their guardians, teachers, and loved ones, many of us wonder how we can aid them to push past test anxiety and excel in their academic pursuits. Joining us today is Diane Placide, a licensed mental health therapist specializing in working with youth dealing with anxiety. During our conversation, we discuss what test anxiety is and what it might look like in a learning environment, how we can prepare our students to feel confident in a classroom or test-taking setting, and what resources are available for youth dealing with test anxiety. If something resonates with you while enjoying our conversation, please share it with us on social media using the hashtag TBG in session. Or join us over in the sister circle to talk more in depth about the episode. You can join us at community.therapyforblackgirls.com. Here's our conversation. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Diane. Thank you for having me. I was so excited to be on. Yeah, so I am excited to chat with you about a topic that I think a lot of people have some concerns about and that I'd love for you to share more information about. So can you tell us what is test anxiety? Test anxiety is a form of anxiety that's caused by test taking. Anxiety basically is the fear of something getting ready to happen, increased worry that causes sometimes physical conditions and intrusive mental health situations that makes it hard for us to function daily. Got it. And can you say a little bit more about like how this looks in the classroom or the academic environment? Sure. So in a classroom, what it might look like are students who try to probably avoid certain assignments, certain tests. On typical days that a student would be scheduled to take a test, they avoid going to school on that day. They may feel like they're getting stomach aches or they may have increased sweatiness. They may get certain negative thoughts around the test taking oh, maybe I'll fail, maybe I won't do well, I'm never good at anything. So those are some of the things that you'll see with students who have some test anxiety. And does this typically only show up in the testing situations or might we see this also as it's related to like homework or answering a question in class or is it very specific to test taking? I believe that it incorporates a lot of other school things that lead up to tests taking, such as homework, such as completing certain assignments leading up to taking the test. So I think it incorporates all of those things. Got it. Okay. So you have experience working in schools. Can you talk about how test anxiety maybe showed up like in a setting? Sure. Yes. So I've actually worked in a high school as a college counselor. So preparing high school students their transition to college. I went to Howard University where I studied school psychology and counseling services. So that was actually my track. And I started interning as a school college counselor. And so, yes, I've had different experiences working with students who experience high levels of test anxiety. Got it. And so what are some of the signs that parents or caregivers might be on the lookout that their young person might be struggling with something like test anxiety? Parents should be on the lookout for students who miss a lot of days in schools 
who probably are isolated from their peers. They feel discouraged when completing certain assignments or performing on a test. They also notice their child is failing a lot of assignments. If they're not doing so well on tests, but maybe they are passing their assignments, but when the test comes, they're failing them. When students are cheating also can be another form of noticing a trigger because if a student feels like they aren't capable of completing the test on their own, that they need to kind of rely on their peers. You're getting a lot of calls at home because their behaviors on the day of the test isn't right. You know, they're misbehaving during the day that they have to take the test. They're talking, you know, they're stepping out in the hallway. That's seen as a type of avoidance as well. So, you know, Diane, my little ones are still schooling virtually, right? So they're still at home. And I'm wondering, are there some ways that this might look different? Or have you seen a different kind of flavor, so to speak, to test anxiety in a virtual environment? Well, virtual is tough because you have to try to maintain students' attention for longer periods of time. And with little ones, it's hard maintaining their attention for more than 30 minutes sometimes on virtual, even as a therapist. Conducting therapy sessions for an hour can be challenging. So you have to try to work with them and trying to keep them engaged by creating activities or being really creative as a teacher or even a therapist to make sure that they are fully attentive. So students can get up out their seats, students could walk off, students could have supplies, toys with them. And a lot of times with kids, they'll want to show you things. It's like a show and tell like every other (laughs) couple of minutes. So you kind of have to keep them engaged as much as possible. And have you seen any changes in terms of like an increase or a decrease in anxiety related to schooling virtually? Yes, I have, because students don't feel properly prepared, because with COVID happening, school has been out of wax. School schedules can change, you know, at a drop of a dime. A lot of students are missing school, whether they've contracted COVID or someone in their house have. So they do not feel completely prepared. And so I do have students who complain about having an increased anxiety because they don't feel capable. Their resilience is impacted. So they don't feel like they're able to achieve certain educational goals. They're unable to kind of get the help that they need because either they're not in school completely or their teachers are very busy because now the teacher's schedules are just very intense during this time. Mm -hmm. Is test anxiety something that is properly recognized or diagnosed or do you feel like it sometimes goes under the radar? Well, I tend to feel like working as a school-based therapist before in the past and also a school counselor in my experience, I don't feel like test anxiety is properly diagnosed because sometimes it comes up as like a lot of the issues that we see with students is presented as behavioral issues and we sometimes don't do our due diligence in trying to find out the root of the issue, the cause of the behavioral issues that's presented. So test anxiety can go misdiagnosed a lot of times, and it could be seen as the students just having a conduct disorder or maybe just having some other challenges that doesn't have anything to do with test anxiety. So that could be confusing. As a therapist, my job a lot of time was to explain to our parents what test anxiety is and what anxiety is in general so that we could do a better job of being aware and also identifying those symptoms. 
in triggers so that we can work on strategies to reduce them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that. Can you say a little bit more about like what those conversations with parents look like and like what kinds of conversations mm-hmm. should parents be having with their children about healthy like academic performance? So a lot of times I love educating my parents about mental health in general. So test anxiety when you're talking to parents is a form of anxiety that is always good to educate them on just so that they know what to expect and how to mitigate those issues so that children can have a much successful educational journey. The earlier, the better. So I try to first talk about things that I've observed and try to educate them on general symptoms to try to normalize the issue because a lot of students may encounter some of the similar symptoms like test anxiety, especially For my little ones, if they're just starting to learn how to take a test and they want to do really well, but sometimes they feel discouraged if they failed before or they're not getting the feedback that they feel like they deserve. So we kind of work with our parents to develop those strategies to help students feel resilient, to help them feel confident and let them know like as long as they're properly preparing for the test and they do the best that they can, that they could push through. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? How do we help our children to learn how to take tests? So I would try to do at least like five tips, which is eating a good breakfast, which is always good when you wake up, making sure that you get a full breakfast, getting a good amount of sleep. A lot of our kids sleep very late. They go to sleep at like 12 and then they have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning, practicing those daily affirmations, being in connection with the school counselor so that if there is an issue, the school counselor is able to intervene and provide additional strategies, doing some deep breathing skills, and making sure that the parents are also involved. I always encourage my parents to have conversations with their kids after school, making sure you're discussing like highs and lows. What are some things that happened in school that work for you today? What are some things that you felt were challenging so that you can allow students to share what their experiences were like and if there are anything you could do as a parent to kind of step in and provide the necessary support. More from my conversation with Diane after the break. Hey ladies, it's Dr. Joy here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It's crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or our community, your health is invaluable. Let's help to get our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head over to iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Nowadays, a lot of these big companies pretend to care about our communities and issues with nothing more than lip service. State Farm is the opposite. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help educate in financial literacy, 
give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something they care deeply about. They want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Forum understands that representation alone doesn't mean authenticity, that it takes a good neighbor to sponsor programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, and to fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth that to date participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. Some of my favorites are the jewelry from Hey Maeve and the skincare products from Kaja. For the entire month of May, join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. You can show your support by donating online or by rounding up in store to benefit APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Join me by rounding up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support API Scholars, an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Many people feel anxious when they think about finances. It can feel overwhelming, stressful, and even hopeless, especially when you're first starting out and don't know what to do. But when you have a solid financial plan in place, this anxiety turns into confidence. You can regain a sense of control over your life and improve your self-esteem. How do you build financial confidence? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You may be aware that most people who are Black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct, positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. So what kinds of tips would you have for parents around like setting the balance, right? Because I think sometimes test anxiety comes from parents and caregivers putting a lot of pressure on kids to do perfectly on tests, right? Like, and, you know, right. of course, you want your student to do well. I do feel like there has to be a balance. So how do you strike the balance between encouraging them to do well, but not, you know, making them anxious about taking a test? in having that show up as test anxiety. I encourage my parents to do what they can to get to know their kids, to know 
know what level they are actually on at to see if they're at a low level, then they have difficulty mastering a certain educational skill, that they provide them with tutoring, extra support so they feel properly prepared. Because the more prepared you are as a student, the more confident you'll be able to be in taking the test. So I think that parents having that knowledge to know, like, you know, be supportive, make sure that you know what's going on with them, know what type of learner your child is. Some students do well with visual learning techniques. Some are more traditional. You know, there's different ways a child can learn and you can support your child in the areas that they are performing well in so that you know how to kind of mitigate those issues. So you've already started talking a little bit about like the way anxiety might transition in college, but I'd love for you to say more about, you know, like maybe if students have struggled with test anxiety in middle school, high school, how might it look different in college? Or I think sometimes, you know, having worked on college campuses myself before, you will see the beginning of test anxiety in college that they did not have even before coming to college. So can you talk a little bit about how anxiety and test anxiety specifically might show up in college? A test anxiety might show up in college by, you know, with student being a little bit more discouraged and completing tests, probably have more physical symptoms, probably with the stomach butterflies, stomach aches, the migraines before the test, feeling like they have to self-medicate to reduce some of that anxiety. That level of worriness is so increased that they often self-diagnose or think it's something else. And it's typically around the weeks leading up or the times around them taking the test, actually. So I would say it's more like physical symptoms and feeling inadequate. Those negative thoughts are increased a lot more. Middle school students, younger kids, it's usually like behavioral. Got it. Okay. Are there other resources that typically exist on college campuses for students to support them academically? There are tutors on campus that you can connect with. You can always contact your professors. I mean, this is an example for students who need help with writing. There's usually writing labs. There, Different departments have different tutoring clubs or organizations that would help students with whatever challenges that they're experiencing. You could also talk to the upperclassmen and get connected with the students who probably are in your major, who's probably been there before, had the experience and could guide you on the right path. Got it. But I think another thing that comes up that can lead to some test anxiety and other anxiety as it relates to college is parents having these expectations about what your major should be and, oh, I want you to be the first doctor in the family and all of these things. Can you say a little bit more about how parents can really support their college students in doing well academically, but also fostering a sense of independence as it relates to their future? You know, as a parent, building that self-autonomy is so important within our children, making sure that our children are confident in the decisions that they're making, especially around identity. Identity is so important. And a lot of times during that college transition phase, students are developing their sense of self. And they need to feel confident in doing so, so that they are much more confident when they're going out in the world. So being supportive parent and really understanding, allowing them to kind of let them tell you who they are, what they want to be, and guiding them through that process. Maybe as a parent, we won't agree with everything, but if your kid is really showing like strategic 
structured ideas, finding ways to add to that support so that they can achieve their goals would be important because we don't want to discourage them, even if it's something that is totally different from what we've expected. Maybe it is something that they could do completely well in Mm -hmm. and add something new. I'm from a family of Haitian immigrants. So if it's not something like a lawyer, doctor, I totally understand that whole idea of being very stringent on certain fields to go into as a child. And I wanted to be in psychology. My parents were like, what was that? But reassuring my mom that I had an actual plan and I knew this is something that I was passionate about. And I was involved in school. I was involved in organizations and stuff like that to reassure them that I knew what I was doing. Mm hmm. So are there any physical or digital tools or resources that you find yourself suggesting or that parents or students might want to look at that might help with test anxiety? Well, I've always recommended the Calm app. The Calm app is really good. And I have a friend of mine, she's a Black woman, who created another app for just mindfulness, a meditation app. It's called Drift. So I've also recommended that. And also just... Any music, honestly, music has helped in decreasing some of those anxiety symptoms because you really relate in music. And I love using music in my sessions. Sometimes when we're doing therapeutic activities, I'll use like calming music to kind of help ease the stress of worriness and stuff like that. So music, the Calm app, there's Drift. There's so many other apps that you can use. Even Kahoot, Kahoot, which is an online tool, but it also is, there's an app to it. And you could use that to practice some skills before you take the test. And it's a fun, engaging tool that you can use to practice and you can develop questions yourself. Those are really good activity tools that you can use. Yeah. Are there other games? I mean, I think Kahoot, you're right, could be used for like test taking, like let's practice some of the stuff that we're learning, but also could be just like a fun trivia kind of thing, right? Like, cause you've mentioned a couple of times, like really getting to know your kids and like spending time with them. And I think that could be a good way to do that. Are there other games you suggest for parents and caregivers to really help them to maybe connect better with their children? Yes. The ungame board game. I don't know if you've heard it. Mm -hmm. It's on Amazon. That's a really good tool because the ungame board game, it's a board game that really helps you build communication skills. Anyone who plays a game, you have to allow the person the opportunity to fully state their answers without interruption. So it's teaching you like communications techniques. And it's also teaching you how to listen to each other. And there's appropriate times where you can use follow-up questions and just engage with your family throughout the game. So I really like the ungame tools. I really like this game called Choices. This is another activity that I work with my kids on. And it's really learning how to build value systems and knowing how to make certain choices and practice that self-autonomy, which is is important for confident building. Got it. Thank you for that. You've also mentioned the importance of affirmations and how that can help to manage anxiety. Are there any resources you suggest for that? One affirmation that I would share for students dealing with test anxiety is I am capable and I have prepared and I could try my best. Thank you for that. So what do you wish people knew more about as it's related to academic achievement and anxiety? I wish that students knew that they are able to overcome it 
you know, test anxiety is something that you go through as a student sometimes, but it's not something that is permanent. You're able to overcome it. You're able to be resilient and push through, even though you feel a little anxious about passing the test. And the practice makes perfect. The more you're prepared, you're able to overcome those symptoms by practicing those strategies, coping strategies, you'll do better. And where can we follow you and support your work, Diane? What's your website as well as any social media handles you'd like to share? Sure. You are able to follow me on IG and my handle is at EnlightenHue. And also my website is EnlightenHue.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much, Dr. Joy. I appreciate you having me on. I'm so glad Diane was able to share her expertise with us today. To learn more about her and her work, be sure to visit the show notes at therapyforblackgirls.com slash testanxiety. And be sure to text two of your girls right now and ask them to check out the episode as well. If you're looking for a therapist in your area, be sure to check out our therapist directory at therapyforblackgirls.com slash directory. And if you want to continue digging into this topic or just be in community with other sisters, come on over and join us in the sister circle. It's our cozy corner of the internet designed just for black women. You can join us at community.therapyforblackgirls.com. This episode was produced by Frida Lucas and Elise Ellis, and editing was done by Dennison Bradford. Thank y'all so much for joining me again this week. I look forward to continuing this conversation with you all real soon. Take good care. Hey, ladies, it's Dr. Joy. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com slash RTP.